Hey everybody, it is the AltaCast. It's noon on a Wednesday. High noon, that is. Absolutely high noon. Welcome to the AltaCast. LaToya, I hope. Oh God, please come LaToya. Please. It's so hard to do a two-hour socialist news podcast on your own. It is tough. I tell you, I am excited for my, not that I'm not excited for the AltaCast, everybody, thank you for tuning in, but I'm very excited for 2 o'clock on Some Call Me Tim today, where I have special guest David Stolwitz, and I thought he was a Satanist, he says no, no, that's a misconception, a popular misconception, so that'll be exciting. This Friday on Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse, it's But I'm Skinny, or But You're Skinny. Uh, it's about people who have issue body issues. Uh, they've either been too skinny, or they've been called fat, or there's this or that, or whatever. All that kind of crazy stuff. Guys and girls, we're going to talk about body issues. It's going to be like funny therapy. We're going to have a good time. But right now, here on the AltaCast, we're also going to have a good time. I've been learning a lot this week. I've been diving back into my Marx Engels reader. Of course I have. Of course I'm reading Marxism right now. <laughs> I'm very interested in the way that um, Marxism deals with the, the woman question, you know. And it, there's a lot of respect there, and especially from the 1800s, and talking about... Um, Women are literally the means of production. We literally make the babies. Uh, There's a whole section I was reading about. We went from a matrilineal society into a patrilineal society. And why did we do that? And it was like some prehistoric time stuff. But why would we do that when women carry the baby, but then when they're born, they belong to the husband? Hmm. I've also been thinking a lot about abortion lately, which... You know, hey, but why, you know, why is it such a political hot button issue? And why can't we just be honest about it? The reason that they really don't want disenfranchised women to have choice over their family planning is that low-income people without education go into the military. Oh, we need fodder for the military. Also, the other side, jail. Hey, I have a joke about it, and I don't mean to be a total jerk, but I know that I shouldn't have a kid for many, many reasons. And I'm I'm glad I didn't I'm glad I didn't do that. Oh god, she's here. I'm so happy. Oh, it's so hard to discuss Marxist theory with myself. It's like it's the worst. Thank you so much, coffee. Amazing. Um New art project up on the walls here at Mutiny Radio. I've got to do a bunch of cleaning today. There was this great art show, but they jankily put up a bunch of weird lights. And I'm like, you guys, you sort of like my janky lights before were a certain way. And now they're like even jankier and there's cords everywhere. And it's crazy. But it's it's new. It's great art. It's Satan art. It's satanic in nature. It's all depictions of Beelzebub. Lucifer, Satan, uh, there's, it's, it's crazy awesome. No, I don't think there's any Republicans in there. We had a, we had a, 
we had an opening show last Friday instead of doing a Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse, an opening art show, and it was great. And there was like an invocation, an incantation, invocation kind of thing happening. And it was very neat. It was neat. And, and then this guy, Hal, who uh, has a show over at Radio Valencia, he's amazing. Dr. Hal. What an amazing guy. He, wow, can he speak like very scary and sounding like he should be reading Edgar Allan Poe. He did this crazy, like, impromptu performance speech. It was, it was great. It was freaking great. Um, instead of comedy this, instead of comedy this week. So that was a lot of fun. This week's comedy show is called But I'm Skinny, or But You're Skinny. And it was originally going to be all super, super skinny comics. Um, because they have problems too, I guess. Um, no, no, no. Like they really, they do. It's, it's just, I thought it was funny that there are people that people make fun of because they're too skinny and they've gotten that all their lives. There's also the other. So basically it's, it's a, oh, we got Jesus here today. That's exciting. Uh, we've, it's about, it's like body dysmorphia. The body dysmorphia show. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be like funny therapy. I'm excited to go through the issues. I, I was bulimic for third. 12 years for a long time I started that when I was and you know what's funny and if you're long listeners to the AltaCast you'll remember at the moment with me also if you're old uh, I watched different strokes and it was the episode where Dana Plato throws up and she becomes bulimic and it was I was like what a fucking great idea she eats she eats a whole cake for her birthday and then she throws up and I was like this girl's motherfucking genius and it was so it was different strokes that was, that, that, that was your different yeah strokes. different strokes smooth world it was that was like the moment that I was I was struck by it I was like wow, wow. what a great fucking idea you this can always on. be skinny. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, was there an on-off switch on? Yeah. There? Now I can hear it. Yeah. It you know what? I, I, I took you more of a Tracy Gold kind of girl. Oh, from no, no, like no, growing pr- Yeah. No, 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 no. That's what I, that's where yeah, I first well, found out about so it. annoying. <laughs> but no, but she was... So no, her character was annoying. Not Tracy Gold in real life. Tracy oh, no, no, Gold in real life had bulimia. She had bulimia. I remember there in was... In the a, show? No, not in the show. No, in real life. In real right. life. Data, yeah. Data Plato did it in real life. Yeah, she did too. Data Plato has some... It, well, she's no longer here with us. But well, um, she's... I didn't know that Dana Plato was bulimic. I just knew no, she had... No, it was had... just a show. She wasn't. It was just a... Oh, it was just on the it show. It was just okay. the plot. See, this is... It was the plot of a show That's on actually... Different Stroked. It was the plot. You've got a very special Arnold, episode. A very special. A very special. It was her special birthday episode. <laughs> and she ate a whole cake. And then threw up and I was like wow but Tracy Gold in real life now the problem Actually. the problem with her character on Growing Pains was that she was a fucking know-it-all annoying little cunt face and I get it no one likes a know-it-all but like really <laughs> I, I mean she was such a little jerk to, I mean she had what Kirk Cameron Cameron as a brother yeah he's so Jesus cool now. He's he's, like, he was so cool back then he was so cute he's all into Jesus he's weird yeah and yeah. then who was the, the little one Ben Ben. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, everyone forgets about him. Well, and you know, I get I get growing pains and family ties confused sometimes. Sha la la, I don't. Uh, because <laughs> cause that one was opposite where Michael, or Michael, Michael J. Fox was like the... 
Alex P. Keaton. Alex P. Keaton was the know-it-all. And the sister was like the Justine dumb, good-looking Bateman. one. Justine Bateman. And then there was Tina Yothers as... As the weird little chunky cute sister when she was little. And I, then she got all chunkified. Not that I have total body issues. I liked her. She's my favorite. You know what I like? There's a new show that my boyfriend and I are watching, which is embarrassing that we're talking about TV, but I do love it. Crazy Ass Girlfriend. I love that show. I fucking I've been watching it since the it. first season. I didn't know it existed I love until Netflix. Show. And Holy Toledo, it's I so love all the dance numbers. Don't you love the intros? Oh, I love the <laughs> intros. I think they the song is so good. She does this thing, not Josh. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be here for Josh. It's funny, though, how as she's gone along in the show, her body's changed. And they're really body positive. They put her in really great outfits and stuff. Yeah. But she's got this enormous rack. And in the beginning, they I think they tried to keep her super skinny. and, and But then she just sort of was like, okay. This is not me. This is not my body. This is my body. And I... It this, just, this is it's, not Rebecca's character. Right. She's, but anyway. And the mother on that show, I love, love, love. I, I mean, all of it. I All of the, all of That's the dance numbers are so good. Shows. Oh, going back to the Tracy Gold thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yes, on the show on Growing Pink, she was not, she was a nerd. She was a book nerd and a know-it-all. But I remember seeing the ABC came out, her, the story about her being bulimic came out and there was a TV movie on abc about and, her yeah and the tracy, tracy gold, gold story exactly and she I played herself that. Yes. and so that's when i'm like wow this is interesting because the the different strokes that was a little bit too early for me i watched sure, it in the reruns sure. no that's but, very, i'm old i'm older than you no, I'm almost 10 years older than you but no but i mean i love diff- different strokes yeah um the, but the tracy gold story that's where i'm like i was introduced to bulimia yeah and i myself suffered through it uh for a long time yeah I, I did it for a long time yeah and it, it, it's it, it is kind of like there a drug were a lot of girls doing it i mean i would say and because the pressure of being like and i'm in a but i'm i went i grew up in danville amongst all the rich white people and the pressure to be the perfect little white girl was so big and and i look back now and i'm like why but that's the thing society fucks with you none of us are good enough so at one point they're like oh body positivity but the other side they're still selling you know like the whole body odor idea that we have a huge (laughs) people used to just shower now we've got like aluminium deodorants which people say cause alzheimer's but nobody knows i don't believe all that bullshit just like with the whole uh vaccine vaccine your kids i think yes people need to vaccinate that's called science but (laughs) there's all kinds of industries that were built that are built and continue to be built and they continue on the commoditization of our insecurities and our inability to give ourselves validation like our self-validation isn't good enough because you'll never be good enough Gillette the best a man can get you'll never be good enough ever unless you shave your legs and shave your armpits and your chest we didn't used to shave our armpits we didn't used to shave what is this huge thing about body hair I uh, why is it why did we all decide well the removal lasers how much money do people spend on lasering off their stuff off bleach just think of all the things and the ways we spend money so that we can feel better about ourselves in front of other people. I mean, the only thing I would probably ever laser off, and this is when I get old, like like more like in my 60s, if I start to get beards and mustaches, 
on, on like on my upper lip then i'll think about it but like you know i don't believe listen i don't believe in lasering uh my arm legs i'll shave uh i don't believe in me like lasering my armpits i'll shave i don't believe in lasering my cootie cat i'll shave i don't even shave i shave i I right now the hair on my arms i'll show you guys it is so (laughs) voluminous it's like i got a squirrel in a headlock look at this look at that it is dark it is i don't know if they can see the light like it's like see it's not even you can't even really see it you can see it um I don't have I don't have a problem with body hair. I mean, it's like everybody. Here's the thing that makes me crazy too about face hair and all the hair. Okay, so the way that we have the world set up is that you're only pretty when you're young or whatever. But guys are getting old and they can't see. What are they gonna put on their fucking bifocals to see your goddamn hair on your neck? Please, I can't even pluck my own hair because I can't see it anymore. You beer goggle yourself as age. Like that's God's gift to old people is we go blind, so you can't see. You're like I see the beauty in you because you can't actually see the person. You can't see any because you're blind I'm so blind I try to pluck anything I can't see it I can't even see my eyebrows anymore I have no idea what's happening with the body hair on my face and it's just one of those things I can't care I don't have the money to care and then that's the social thing where like there's a status thing about you know the clothes we wear the shoes we wear the facial hair removal things like how we're able to pay for going to get your hair cut Anybody want to cut my hair? Like, is there a 12-year-old who can cut my hair? <laughs> I actually have to visit my 12-year-old friend to have her cut my hair. Because oh, yeah, I need... It is it you're is. You're going on your uh, tour. I should. You I gotta, should do something before gonna, the tour. You got to look good for your tour. You don't I have don't to give a fuck. I mean, the whole thing is like... I don't know. I do give a fuck. Yeah, I'm angry. That's why I did that face. Look. Yeah. I'm angry that the world has decided that... And it goes back there all the time about what a woman's place. Like, what am I now? Because I'm not going to have a baby. I'm not going to get married. You're just a woman. I'm not a means of production anymore for the state or anything like that. You can still have a baby. You just don't want one. No, I don't. I don't want one. No, I know. Like, oh, my God. I know. But I'm yeah. saying you can still have one, but you just don't want one. Yeah, but what 44-year-old? You know what? If you're out there and you're going, I'm 44. I can do anything. I'm going to have a baby. Fuck you. I might want You're not one. even going to be able to see your baby in the face because you're going to be blind and old. You're going to be picking up i can't will you not pick up your baby like, i don't want to have a baby at 37 i'm scared yeah it is well you got to do it soon because i am old I like my hips hurt weird ways like there is weird shit i couldn't i could not run after a child and then if i have a baby like let's just play stupid games it's like hey, i'm having a baby so then i'm 45 when the baby is born i'm for like it's crazy and then that means that I'm 60 when they're in high school, when they're 15. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that. I'm 70 when they're 25. Fuck that. 70 will be different. I, yeah. See, I'm, I'm, Download I'm my opposite. consciousness into a fucking robot. I'm, I'm, I'm more the person that keeps pushing it farther away. I'm like, if I do have a kid at 45, God bless me. Because I'm still not ready. And who knows? I probably won't be ready at 45. But I would rather wait still. I don't know. Because I just don't feel like I'm mentally ready. But what person is usually mentally ready? It's true. To when they have kids. Even if you are married and what have you. No, people. Whoops, I'm like spitting. Um, no, I don't think anyone's really mentally prepared to really have a kid. So I think that's just maybe i'm just being the typical scared woman but i'm also not the kind of woman that has always been into like a fairy tale wedding 
and a beautiful house with my beautiful that's, family. That, all that is, I've never. All I've that never is is the. That. That's the capitalist dream. It's that doesn't have to be. The, then that's the thing. That's why I get so frustrated. Is that our society externally is giving us all of these capitalist messages, and they're saying we're not good enough, and they're saying that this is this is what good is. This is what, and when you don't hit that mark, they say, well do some retail therapy go buy this or they it's like they keep sending you this message yeah. that you can fix it if you buy this thing and then that's okay this is the other thing i was thinking about abortion right and the reason they want to keep poor women it's not just poor women but women who don't have a, so here's the thing if abortion becomes illegal motherfucking rich white bitches are still going to be able to have abortions that's not going to be that's always the way it was the people that can afford it will still do it the people who can't afford it or who are under the yoke of religion and are like, I can't do it because I believe that it's God or whatever. I'm killing a baby. Fuck you. But if you, what you're doing is you're the means of production for our war machine. You're the means of production for the new commodity, people in prison. That is job makers. You know what job makers are in the United States? If you're not like a rich person and you didn't do the capitalist shit and, uh, and your parents are on drugs and you're on drugs, you know what you get to be? You get to be a prisoner. And that makes other people money. So don't say that cap- capitalism turns people into commodities. It literally commodifies them. And that's what's happening right now. When you have a baby, that's, well, hopefully it's a rich white baby so it can be commodified and you have to get the special stroller because if you don't have the special stroller you're not as good as the other babies on the block and if you have this and stuff and, ah, 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 mean, it's all money well um i hate or be a poor baby speaking of abortion um i was just reading yesterday um in alabama they passed uh, a bill which is going to be constant it's constitutionally illegal but uh, and alabama it? remember 725 minimum wage yeah that, that's what you're that's a slave right. you're so, a slave <laughs> so this is what happened in Alabama in the Alabama Senate they voted 73 to I think it was 73 to like 4 or something like that to basically kind of outlaw abortion and that includes with like um, incest and rape <laughs> Now we still have. Now, because mind if you, you've been raped, or you haven't. You're because you want to keep incest, it, and you keep the baby. You think you're going to be friends with I'm that keeping baby? Keeping my baby. Think, and if that's already happened, are you going to be a good parent? I think that we should switch everything over to Marxism and being a mom should be a job. Where when you that. decide, if you decide to have a baby and be a mom, that's a real job, and you get actually paid for it. And none of this minimum wage motherfucking bullshit, which keeps you a slave and doesn't let you advance and doesn't let you grow and just keeps you in the machine of survive, survive, survive. Capitalism sucks because it's based on competition and it doesn't have to be that way. We could... Could you imagine if you were like, like, that's the thing. If being a mom made $150,000 a year, I would probably have considered doing that you way have- long ago. Because guess what? I'm a nanny. I love kids. I hang out with kids all the time. You kids are like cool. Give them kids like me. Yeah, I just don't. But if you paid me $150,000 a year, if you if you paid me to have a job, if you, you value my fucking labor, but instead of valuing the labor... We disenfranchise women. We say, oh, you're poor. You're not educated. You're no access to abortions so that we can have your baby be a prisoner. Oh, because juvie is great because then your kid is in the system and then they're making money through the system. It's like, ah, it's almost like socialism, except not. It's their you know little commodities. You know what's going to happen? Abuse people. Jail is abuse. Jail is a plantation. It's, it's slavery. Yeah. It's slavery. 
because capitalism is built on slavery and we are so good at capitalism and that, that's the thing reparations man I want my money I want some mother I think reparations are so in I want order. my money I think reparations for women too I think all this time we could okay, dial it back stop right there well no black if we people pay, first black people first yeah but then it, <laughs> but I'm saying pay mothers if we paid mothers all, that would change everything first of all we need to even start with having I mean Come on, six we. Uh, oh, oh, hi. Hi. The police are here. What's going on? Come on in. Oh. We're live on air. You might not want to be live on air. Uh oh. Hey guys, is everything cool? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Here, wait. We'll put on some music and we'll come in. We'll be back. Everybody, don't worry. Technical the difficulties. The police aren't after us. Okay. No, they're always yeah, after they're me. I, they're oh. nice policemen. They were good-looking policemen. I like hot cops. Hot <laughs> I don't, cops. I don't. <laughs> hot cops. What were we talking about? I, I don't know. Prisons. Pris- oh, oh, oh. Children are commodities, oh. and we 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 take little poor disenfranchised children and we turn them into, you know, because what's the what's the things? We have five percent of the world's population, but we have twenty five percent of the world's incarcerated population. We suck. We suck. And then we don't want to give those people the vote. You, no, they don't get to vote anymore. They They're not even real citizens. Especially but what we're doing? Can we see the industrial machine happening behind it? Look what great job creators we are. We made more prisoners. Trickle down economics. And you know what's the ah. terrible thing is people that actually work in jails, they're in jail too. Like, they're not like the prisoner, but they're still in jail. You know what? They get to go home, but they still work in motherfucking jail. Here's something that I was also reading about too, which fascinated me. So a lot of these uh, small towns, like they have these, a lot of prisons are like in small towns. Um, these prisons actually help bring uh, income into these towns because that means the majority of the people in the town 
work, work at, at the prison. prison. And so th- those people that live in that town bring in the money from the prison mm-hmm. into the businesses in the small town. I don't know why I didn't think about that before. Yeah. But it's really sad because they trap these people mm-hmm. to work at the prisons because what else, what other yeah, industry what other job do you have? have what do you what do you, i mean it, and, it, it isn't that crazy that's that's what capitalism does it turns our work against ourselves uh, humanity there hey if we're if we have prisons and we really do have to punish people in some way, it should be like restitution or what's it called? Re- reduce recidivism. Recidivism. They do that. It's in the European, hardest word to say. They do that in European countries. But send them. Correct? I mean, okay. So, and I don't mean like send them to a farm, like make them work like slaves. But we kind of need do. agricultural armies. Like, what if we? What if we followed the Marxist thing? And instead of having an army, army that went and waged war against other people, what if we had armies? that were agricultural armies. And if you joined the agricultural army, then you were growing the food for all the people. My, I think first in prison, what needs to happen is education. Yes. Maybe from there you can grow something. Grow something. Like, Absolutely. You know, I think that's what the problem is with a lot of the people that are dis- disenfranchised. Yeah. If you're not and mental illness, taught the the right the, the way to, and this is the other thing, is if you grow up and you're on the streets and you've got you're in the hood and your older brothers dealing drugs and blah blah blah. I listened to, to watch this documentary. This guy, I just my heart just went out to him because his mom was already on drugs and he had to make money and she actually got off drugs and helped him get this business and then he was like cleaning houses and he was like fuck this shit pushing a broom around and I have no money at the end of the week when I can sling drugs I got 5,000 bucks so it's like the money slinging rocks is quicker it, but it's still cap- capitalism does this to each other what if we had instead of like armies again we had um, armies of doctors and of of uh, healthcare professionals and of teacher <laughs> teachers and and everybody could I don't know I just I, that, that's too much utopian socialism is is a difficult concept and it, and will it ever work in reality probably not because no we have for whatever reason competition and capitalism are are choking us. Well, and I'm, we're all complicit to it. I mean, well, here's the we read the whole the Green New Deal. God here, bless that motherfucking uh, Green New Deal. Yeah, a couple weeks what? ago. How great is it? You know, what's, what's, it's a it's a really good Ugh. it's a really good package. It's it really great- is. But here's the problem too. Now you have people in our government and and Democrats who are trying to fight against this because Democrats are just capitalists too. Open your eyes people to the capitalists. Own your own labor. Yeah, have you been paying attention to any of the presidential candidates? No, I can't. I just don't. I just can't. Too I, early. can't. I don't even know what's going on. It's too early. I'm reading Marx again. I mean, I'm I got my Marx Engel reader back out. I'm reading it on the bus with my bifocals with my, you know, my I'm blind so I wear the little they're not bifocals, they're magnifying glasses. <laughs> and so I'm reading my fucking marks, and I feel like kind of a pretentious douchebag, but I really do need to fight for the people, and I like to know like the precepts of of who was trying to fight capitalism and how that got so squashed. I mean, free speech be damned, how many communists oh, got wait. in trouble the in right, the 50s. Listen, the right does not like us having free speech right now, okay? Nah, nah, I like mean... 
hey listen if you're right wing you can say whatever the fuck you want but if you're on the other side shush yeah shush shush, 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 shush hey shush. if you're Elon omar shush don't talk about don't talk about israel like that shush mm. Israel's a whole. I mean, do we want to get into Israel today? Jesus Christ! <laughs> there are That's the other thing. All of. I mean, the, women have been sub. I just. I'm so, like, the. Slavery is terrible, but women have been enslaved and are still enslaved right now, because our labor is not valued. When you have a baby, it's literally called labor. And yet, we're the me, we're the motherfucking means of production. What are we doing? How did we let this happen? How did we let ourselves be in a subjugated place where we don't make as much money and our opinions aren't as valued and our work isn't as valued? How did we? How are we continuing to let this do? How are I can, we? I can I can answer this. And all the dumb twenty-six-year-old bitches that are dating all the forty-two-year-old guys. Oh, that was fuck me. you. Oh, they've got money. They're never gonna love you because you have no personality yet. You're not old enough. But that's the thing is that whole like. Dude, I see people on dates. But I have and, daddy issues. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I see people on dates at where I work at Benders all the time. And I just want to shake these guys and be like, why are you listening to them talk about shoes? They must have the most fantastic pussy. pussy. I mean, what are you willing? You're willing to let them talk about shoes. And I, I'm like, dudes, but they're pretty, I guess. Like, what the fuck? I don't know what people are doing right now. I don't understand. I can I can answer the question that you asked about a couple moments ago about what happened with women. What, what do we do to ourselves? Um, I, I'm going to say white women. Mm. You remember 2016, right? I'll, I'll I'll keep bringing this up. 2016, what women white women fucked up and voted for Trump because there you they're go. Yeah. the dumbest, the worst. There you go. That was that was so crazy though because we knew that he's a misogynist pile of dog shit who doesn't have any respect for women. His third wife, eyes down, is obviously like a trophy wife. She's a statue. She's a statue. She looks so pretty when she frowns. He, this is a thing from the Miss USA pageant. He used to look at them in the mouths like horses. He would go down the line. He would check their teeth and look at their mouths. I mean, like their thoroughbreds. Human rights violations. Miss USA. Miss USA. But grab them by the pussy. Yeah, he really said that. And whether he did it or not, the concept that he has so little respect for women and in a public wait, he was on a fucking big podcast or whatever. Or there was something big. Like, have you any tact? How do you grab? I can't. But the concept that we let that locker room talk be okay in our politics. If Obama would have ever said anything like that, we would have roasted him on a spit they would have they would have not, I mean I don't that was I don't want to use any terrible metaphors like but they would have Emma tilled him they would have they there were all yes they would have drug him up and down the street that was that thing from last week oh my mm-hmm. god if could you imagine oh if any if oh I can imagine I just why are we how are we letting we're just we're all complicit right now and and I don't know how I want to know how to stop it I want to know how to... You need to slap some of your Beckys upside the head. Like, bitch, what's wrong with you? Uh, but ah. the thing is, even if we do vote, I agree with the with the New Green Deal, which is abolishing the Electoral College. That's just the way to rig it. We are so dumb. Why? How would we let the Electoral College happen? 
it's been happening since 1806, I believe. Uh, I've been I've been reading about the uh, all kinds of crazy stuff. The immigration. This is crazy. In the 30s, if you were a American citizen, a woman, right? If you married an Asian person, you lost your citizenship. What? Yes. They were so... The Chinese Exclusion Act and all the... Yes. If you were... Damn. So, there, it's just another racist thing. And it was until the 30s. We didn't... And we didn't let Asians naturalize. <coughs> they just used them for labor. Mm-hmm. And then said, but you that know... That sounds familiar. It sounds fucking familiar because capitalism is based on subjugating the Bangladeshi people like anybody that's why we moved everything to Mexico because it costs less and it's better because it's capitalism so instead of valuing American labor we move it overseas and say well there the more labor something actually is the less value we give it we make jobs where people do no labor they sit our president we give people executive time executive people right all they do is play golf and walk around and make deals and talk they don't do any labor the more labor the more physical labor you actually do the less it seems to be valued right like digging ditches like what is that that is actual real hard labor and the harder the labor you less the less you get paid right standing on your feet for eight hours a day in front of a mcdonald's is the worst labor so you get paid the least it's the most difficult we it's just so unbalanced i mean don't get me wrong we should value doctors because they've they have super smarty pants information that they've worked really hard and studied and made their brain work. But like now with the internet the and shit. Yeah, but now with the internet and shit, what's the difference between a fucking doctor and a nurse? Anyways. But Nurses need to get paid more. Absolutely. But they're doing the So there's dirty some, work. there is labor that I feel like <coughs> is specialized, special labor. But, oh man. We should give all the people opportunity to that. If someone wants to be a doctor, we should give them all opportunity in the world to do that, to save people, to help all of us. If someone wants to be, you know, it's the same thing. If someone wants to be a mom, we should give them the means to facilitate that without them having to be starving. We've got, we've enslaved our own people and we're putting them in jails to make more jobs. Well, here's another thing. Speaking of enslaving your own people, let's talk about student debt enslavement. Mm, mm. I mean, that's like the biggest, like, I mean, tr- that's not the biggest enslavement, but it's what one I, of them. It's one of them because you're basically handcuffed to this debt yep. because you were trying to do the right thing by going to school, going to college, getting a getting a decent job, hoping that you could get that decent job, pay it off, then maybe buy a home, you know, buy a car, start a family, blah, 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 that American dream. And then there is no American dream. Yeah. The problem is the fact of the matter, people are in student debt, especially millennials. I mean, this is why the housing market is going nowhere. It's not going to go anywhere because we can't afford to buy big property like that because we are enslaved to our debt. And then a lot of us did not get jobs in our field. You know why? Because the fact of the matter, the job market wasn't paying And because it's competition and capitalism is based on competition. So there has to be someone it's, loses. it's not even it's not even about just competition it's the fact that they, these jobs are were starting to disappear these jobs were not offering enough to live and survive that's why you have a lot of people who went to other fields or in other industries such as 
I don't know, the hospitality industry. Yeah. I mean, and then on top of that, when you're paying your student debt, you got to have insurance, especially as we get older. You and, know? and we do, we destroy careers in that, like, there were cab drivers who'd been working for years and years, and then some capitalist fuckbag starts Uber and Lyft and makes a whole new slave economy of all the people that are servants to the rich people. So now all the rich people get more, like, there are some people I'm that don't rich. even go shopping anymore. All they do is DoorDash. This is the other thing, too. I think it has a lot to do with credit and the ability to get credit and who can get credit and who can't. I remember when my parents told me, they're like, get as big a house as you can. Spend as much as you can. Just whatever they'll let you get because it makes you have better credit. And it's one of those things where so rich people, yeah. they're like, you have to have money to make money. So rich people have to spend money to get. And you get so enslaved by, you like, once, once my ex-husband and I had the mortgage, I mean, I... I had to work. You're I had handcuffed. to, we had to, we You're were handcuffed to the mortgage yeah. and he had to work these crazy hours and we weren't spending any time together and I was working this corporate job and I hated it and I wasn't getting paid enough because I didn't know how much, because I didn't do my research before I started to find out how much visual merchandisers made. So I lowballed them because I thought that anyway, so they got, they got me for a steal forever. I've just, I've never been taught to value myself or my labor. I think that's another thing that, you know, in our institution, we're not taught, um, Especially like if you're going into a field that you think that you will enjoy, but then find out, oh shit, this is how much I'm really getting paid. Yeah. Like, hence why I switched my majors over and over and over because I found out, oh, you know, if I get this English degree, you know, it's something to oh, fall back yeah, on. No, English but, degree, all you can do is teach with it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> no. I am so highly educated in stuff that will never make any money. That The MFA was the poorest decision ever. I'm never going to make any. I have an MFA oh, in poetry. I'm the poorest person in the world. Like, it is the dumbest decision. I'm never, what am I going to do oh. with a fucking poetry at MFA? And so I do stand up comedy. Yay. And I'm a wordsmith and I'm a master of the language. And I have a lot of jokes about poetry because it's pretentious. <laughs> fucked up but it is it is political and I do believe that language is political and we we as people need to take control of our own politics and I, really I bet we just we're blind now it's like I just I'm never getting a smartphone because all I see are people just scrolling through Instagram like I don't know I just guilty you're I, on Instagram right now I just don't understand Instagram at all. Um, I don't understand it. I just don't get it. I like the Instagram. I don't want to care. I, I barely have time to deal with my own life. I can't pay attention to everyone else's. And I certainly can't care about though that stuff because it just makes me feel so bad about myself well, here's, here's the thing about everyone else is doing so much media. better than me. I, don't, I try not to go on it every day because I get bored. Because not everyone, listen, we know what Instagram is and Facebook. It's to show off, all right? It's to show up. You get your cute pictures, and like if you're on vacation, look at me in the waterfall, and we're tiger. all guilty of that. I don't that. have a picture of the tiger. I need a picture of the tiger. Okay, that's coming soon. Yeah. Um, or a Ligra. Oh my God. Um, but the thing is, just like, it's fun. But some people take it too seriously. I think they do. I and think I, I do. I think I take it far too seriously. I think the fact that, no, well, I don't, no, that's not, that's not what I mean. I think there are people that are on Instagram oh. or any social media outlet that live for it, that get it, that reality, well, that's not even reality, that's 
that facade of reality mixed up with their reality. Oh, no, no. I'm having a problem with that. Only that I see everyone else's reality and I'm like, I'm a pile of dog shit. Everyone I don't else's think that's life the, is so much better than mine. I don't, and that's the thing. I don't think people are being living their real reality on, you know, on these social media right. sites. I have to take it with a grain like, of salt. Who, who, first of all, Am I am I gonna take a picture of me on the toilet on my period and feel it miserable? No. Am I gonna take a picture of myself crying in a fetal position because uh, I'm depressed? Yeah. Hey, look at this. No. I cry on the bus. I like crying on the bus. Yeah. I mean, yeah, would you take a picture of that and be like, "Hi, this is my kind of day." Well, no. no, because you get in trouble when you do that. When I've been honest on social media and said that I feel like a pile of dog shit and stuff like that, people will personal message me and be like, you can't do that. Why are you doing that? You're ruining everything. Stop it. Stop Ew. saying stuff like that on Facebook. All kinds of people have told me multiple times, whenever I post something real or something negative, they're like, don't ever do that. Why are you doing that? And I'm like, because I'm trying to be a real fucking person. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's really fucked people up. People have yeah. Whenever I've been honest, some honest about how I feel when I've been feeling negative, I people mean, have gotten to me and said like, "Don't ruin things. You can't do that. It really you, people make fun of you and this and that and the other thing." I'm like people, people make fun of me anyways. So whatever. If anything, if anything, you should be just concerned. Be like, hey, is everything okay? Usually, if I post something crazy like ah uh, something stupid, like I'm depressed and fuck everybody i get a bunch of response like are you okay what's wrong with you do you yeah. need to call someone to, like you call me you know sure that's i try sweet, not though. to do that that much anymore you know what i find hilarious is that in the bart station they have these don't commit suicide if you're thinking about committing suicide call this number and it's like right where the bart train's gonna come and hit you in the face i don't just think this one last call yeah just was one last call this is it this billboard in bart really made me not jump in front of the train my favorite billboards are the one at the golden gate bridge <laughs> what does that one say? Oh, it says something like, you're not alone. Oh, uh, there's always you someone there. You are not alone. Job! Um, is, is that an R. Kelly song? He actually wrote it. It's actually Michael Jackson. Oh! But he did write that song. Fuck you. Wow, uh, the pedif- that yeah, is amazing song. I what know. a great thing, the two of them together. <gasps> That Finding Neverland and Art and Surviving R. Kelly were just like... Finding Neverland turned out to be false. What? Yeah. Those guys were lying. What? Some of the, they had holes, too many holes in their story. Really? But I watched. I they seemed so. But they're not that good of actors. Were they that good of actors? First of all, they didn't even talk to the Jackson family. You can't first. You can't do a documentary. Sorry to fall off subject, but I'm really. I the Michael Jackson stuff really pisses Did me they, off. They lied about it. They had too many. Okay, so for example, <gasps> so in the the guy was talking about he got molested in the train room. <laughs> Um, in Michael Jackson's um, castle, come to find, and he said that uh, he got molested in there in 1992. That train room didn't finish until 1994. Wow! So how could he get molested in a room that didn't exist? So that was a whole number. I one. just I feel like this and is then, like a Me Too movement thing. Where are we really going to discount these guys' stories and say that it's not real? It isn't real. Although they came out after he died, so it's like he can't really defend himself. 
I mean, that's kind of like McCain, like our president fucking with McCain. It's like, he's dead, bro. Don't say nasty things. He's dead. And then one of and the- that kind of sucks because they said they defended him so much. I don't know, man. Now I'm so, now See, my whole then, brain is like exploding. One of the guys used to date Michael Jackson's niece. That's not mentioned in that documentary, is it? Oh. Oh, and I believe in 2005, one of them, I can't remember which one. They both look the same to me. Uh... One of them um, in 2005 said that he was not molested by Michael Jackson. He was actually standing up for him. So this basically what it sounds like is a money grab. But that's what they said in the thing. It's like if you watch the whole thing and then... I watched that show. Oh my God. And that's why Oprah's old bitch ass. Is Oprah, did she... She did the interview with the two guys and she got a lot of black, black, literally blacklash by black people because it's like, how dare you do... You were friends with this man. And then, and then she interviewed him right after it's the real so ag- accusations oh came out God. in the 1990s. So then for you to come up and interview these guys when one of them has been discredited before. It's so tough because it it's, it's not all wrapped up with the Me Too movement. It's like Fuck Me Too. What do we believe though? Do no, believe I don't believe victims? in that Me Too and bullshit. Then it was when they were kids. And this is the thing about memory that's weird. Is memory Where's is Harvey a, Weinstein? What's going on with him? He has a trial coming He's up. A they trial. just they just postponed his trial Again. until the fall. Yeah. Again. Memory memory is plastic in that it doesn't it's not fixed and hard and fast because every time we have a memory we're revisiting it from where we are now which is different than where we were then therefore the memory is in itself changed and every time you revisit a memory it literally changes so what can we with a first person account what can we truly understand and would somebody really lie about fuck yeah Really? A lot of people lied on Michael Jackson. But uh, absolutely. I mean, but here, let's think from the liar's perspective. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. What does one get out of such an enormous and def- def- defaming lie? Like, let's say Money. that. Let's say, but Heat. let's say that I all of a sudden decide, um, hypothetically, that I'm gonna write an article about. Um, I was touched by an angel Mark Zuckerberg or something and I worked at Facebook and I no see but they'd find see, it out and they'd be like all, you're first not first of all people lie about that bullshit all the time really I mean what do you get out of making a huge lie though you think money it, like but money somebody just say not true Sl- well, slander yeah. But I mean, there's, but it's, it, okay, put it this way. Let's put it on a small scale. Let's say that I'm mad at an ex-boyfriend. And so I go around and say that he raped me one night. That's actually happened. And he forced me to have anal sex. And I am really upset about it. And I put him on blast on Facebook and on Instagram. And I say, hashtag me too. Okay. And this all happened, but I'm lying. What I got, do I, I got, get I got, it, I got a prime story. Okay. Yeah. Good. That's going, uh, I believe this happened in, uh, uh, what is that? The, you know, uh, in uh, North Carolina, one of the universities, I think it was Duke or what have you. But anyway, um, this white girl end up lying on these brothers saying that she was raped because she wanted to make one of the guys jealous the thing with the court the guy lost his scholarship but he ended up winning 
There's so many white women. Here we go. I just, I put in North Carolina white girl claims rape. And, yeah. Right? And I got North Carolina student claims football player raped her. And that was from 09. No doesn't really mean no. North Carolina law means women something. Uh, North Carolina consent law makes it impossible to prosecute. UNC student says she was raped by football player. This was from Time. Uh, let's Let's just do the first one. So there's so lied? many. There's there, there's so many. And then here here I have another one. I mentioned Emmett Till. Uh, that's another one. Right. And well, then no, the, but that's different. That was when the time where it was like no, there, it's when not they, different. They, when people were oh, oh but there was like different. really there was segregation and stuff. I, there was matter. actually a play by um, Jean Paul Sartre, and it's amazing. And it's about race relations in the 20s in the United States. And I wanted to stage it here. And I wanted, but no one would say, no one wanted to play the part of the senator who makes the white lady claim that the black lady, ra- black guy raped her when he didn't. Obviously he didn't. And, and they, it's, it's an insane play. And it's so good. It's called like the friendly prostitute or something. Anyways, it's crazy. And I wanted to, to restage it because I feel like it's so important but none of the actors were willing to they don't want to be on a whites they uh, didn't want to play like a white supremacist yeah kind of yeah a white the senator guy channel your white supremacy it's so good it is the guy convinces her it's an amazing play i need to, to look it up again because i wanted to do it here and um it was it was crazy. I can't get the thing about the rape. Oh, so oh, she claimed rape to make one of them jealous. Make one of the guys that she was going after jealous or something like that. And I am like, and that was recently. And then another example, I guess you can say. Lying um, liars and the my lies. Yeah. Oh, and then okay, going back to the Michael Jackson thing. The first family that accused him back in 1993, 94, um, he ended up paying them off. Because he had already suffered the embarrassment, the public humiliation, and this is before s- social media. So I mean, I mean, the pictures in the interview of him on were all over CNN talking about like they looked at my penis and my anus. And do you remember that interview, right? When Michael, when he first got oh, caught up, that was crazy. Yeah. So he, I know family, what they said about he liked them to. The stuff is so oddly specific, though, with both guys that they he liked him to lean over the bed and show him his butthole, and he'd masturbate while looking at his butthole. I'm like, that is fucking graphic, I, and I can't. I just, I don't. I, I don't so there's, believe. So there's him. a couple things going on because first there's. The cult of personality where it's like I can't fair? believe I can't believe that um yeah. Bill Cosby raped Okay, and women then here's something too. else on I'm Bill like, Cosby. Really? Okay, here's something he else. Them? Do you okay, you notice the majority of that stuff on uh Bill Cosby was he got ten years for basically hearsay. When you think about it. Oh, and here's another one. This just happened in, I believe, in Kansas. KU student who is African-American, or let's just say black, excuse me, um, was uh, was sent to 12 years in jail for kissing a white girl. What? But she said that he sexually assaulted her. There's no there's no penetration. There's nothing. That, that actually just happened last month. It, you know... So people lie all the time. It feels like, yeah, I looked up like why, why do people lie exactly? We're gonna get into that, but yeah, that's right, Farah. Hi, Farah. 
Um, give us a call if you've why why do you lie? Do you I don't see myself I mean I really a, try not liar. to be a lying liar. The things if I'm gonna lie about something, it's usually so I can actually remember the last time I lied. I and it was weird. It was like what no, I can't what did I it was something so stupid. I was at a bar and I like was agreeing with someone's story and that saying thinking that I had a, a similar you know that's stretching the truth. <laughs> Yeah. I see. I stretch the truth sometimes, but I'm a terrible liar because I always get caught. Well, I just don't. I when things are important, it seems like if I'm gonna lie about something, it's always something dumb and doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's gonna be a small lie. It's not but gonna be something like big important things. I find it. Why? Why lie? So this used to happen to me in corporate America. I'd make a mistake, and instead of like covering it up or trying to put it on someone else I just immediately go to the boss and be like hey totally my bad and then what can they do like they can't do anything once once you make a mistake and try to lie about it then it's like I don't know I just I I find that that just adds more stress it is because then I have to think like are they think I'm lying do they know I'm lying and maybe they aren't even thinking about it but then I think about it when you have basically a soul and compassion little shit stuff like that if you tell lies you know it's going to come back to haunt you so, and it's going to come and beat you in the ass back to crazy ex-girlfriend she constantly lies and that's the whole crux of the plot is crazy. that right but that's and that but that's the crux of the plot is that like she forwards the plot by lying and putting herself in these crazy dramatic situations when if she could just be honest but then why do we see sometimes rather than lying i just completely avoid the situation do you know what I mean? So for yeah. this is this is an example. There's a person who like texted me and they wanted to work something out with me live on air and I'm like, I don't have time for this. I don't really but I didn't want to tell them like you're I have no beef with you. I don't have anything to work out. But then I feel like I don't even want to talk to that person so I just don't even answer. Because I don't want to have to lie and say, "Oh, I can't this week or blah blah blah." I'm just like, I don't want to hang out with you. I don't like you. I don't want to be around you. You cause too much drama and you're a problem. I like so that there's, honesty. but that's the thing is that then we do have beef. If I say, if I just avoid them completely forever, that's easy. I ignore people. I mean, I haven't talked to my mom in like seven years. When are you gonna call your I'm mom? I'm not ever going to. <laughs> I'm never gonna do it. If if my family had any interest in my life whatsoever, they could listen to any of the 12 hours of weekly podcasting I do. Or, since I'm going up to both Portland and Seattle, where they live, they could come out and see me at a fucking comedy show because I'm on Facebook and so are they. Oh, I didn't know that. And they can come out. They're in the Pacific Northwest. My, my brother lives in the uh, Seattle area. Oh, shit. Sure. If Maybe they don't come actually, out and see me do motherfucking comedy, it just, it just means like, fuck you guys. Actually, They've never been supported. They don't, they don't buy my book. Because you guys had a good when he was here. The yeah, last time. he spent one hundred and nineteen dollars on on a A's game from each for my boyfriend and it, I. That was very generous. Yeah, so that's why I said at least a hundo out to you. smooths a lot. <laughs> You're being selfish. Right yeah, now. hell yeah, no, fuck I, those guys. I say, They've never been supportive of me I, in I'm anything I've done. I'm talking about your brother. Yeah, at least. fuck that guy. He doesn't. He has friends. He had a friend who wrote a fucking movie. If he wanted to be supportive, he could have given my amazing book voices to his buddy. You and it could be a television he, show. Now. Okay, first of all, the last time you saw him, you guys had a good rapport, correct? Yeah, yeah. 
okay, so start from there. Yeah. And you don't know how things will turn out. I'm now, going up there. It, yeah. If they want to come out, if they don't come out and Actually, see me at a show, will you I'm invite them? It's on Facebook. They don't know that. They don't. They know it's on Facebook. Pam, reach out. At least send a message and be like, "Hey, I, I'm going to be here in town. I'm having a show." That's it. That's it. They don't. Like, if I have friends and they see me on Facebook, they don't know if I'm having a show until I post it. Oh, I've posted and let everybody know. But I would say, personally, just DM them, your brother, and be like, hey, I'm here in town. And if he doesn't come, then be pissed off. Yeah. Because you at least had a good rapport they know, this They know time. I'm coming up. They'll, they'll probably come out, but... Because uh, here's the other thing. Their kids are old enough. They don't need a babysitter anymore. So they can't use that excuse And wouldn't you at least again. like to see your nieces? Well, I don't want to see them at a comedy show because I, mean, I, well, I talk about buttholes too much. I mean, like if, but, if they invite you over to the house... Would sure, it be if they nice? want to, if they want to pick me up and drive me out there, I'll go. I'll eat. I'll eat their expensive food be, and drink their expensive wine. No, I'll drink their expensive wine and eat their expensive food. Fuck yeah, I'm, I'm down. They're, they're rich people. But the point is that, that's still if they brother. were at all supportive, if my family was at all supportive of me, I would feel things would be. I feel like things would be different in my life because I'm a fucking artist. Artists don't live without support. I know, but I mean, here's the thing. What I'm just saying is, at least in your brother's sake, he at least is trying to reach out he did when he sure. was here a lot we'll so see. he we'll i think he they does, come to my i show. think he deserves a little bit of credit for that now i don't know about your mama i can't talk yeah i, no, I, I can't talk about yeah. come to comedy you she know. was tragically born without a sense of humor so she just but, wouldn't even get it i mean maybe more some of more my more political stuff but i don't think that she'd dig on the abortion jokes well i'm not even talking about i'm just talking about like just your relationship trying to fix that oh, i don't i, I don't fuck. think i don't that's think the that's the thing i'm just gonna like avoid it i'm really worried though that like there's a death or something and then I have to go to the sucking funeral. I hate funerals. I hate, hate, hate them. That's and people always say, people always say that the funeral is for the family. I'm like, I don't want to go to a fucking funeral. I don't like funerals. I don't want a funeral. I'm not into it. Everyone I'm just not closure. into it. I'm just not into it. And it's like, cause I'd rather, rather than lie, I'd rather just avoid. And I'm not going to fucking, Everything gets confrontational because I am so angry at my family for the lack of support they've given me forever. Maybe like, if you told them that, you feel a little better. Yeah, maybe. And then walk, no, and but then I don't walk even want to do that. Like, what am I supposed to do? I'm, I'm supposed to... No, that's the thing. Is I'd rather not get in a huge fight and be like, hey, you don't support me. You're judgmental. You, you know, like... Well, I mean, I had to kind of do... well. But like when I was reconnected with my father, I had to, you know, for a long time I avoided him. Like I didn't, want, I didn't want to have a relationship with him because what he did, blah blah blah. But then when he came to my graduation, oh. and I finally was able to say what I had to say to him, and then he tried to bullshit. I'm like, don't bullshit me, dude. Mm. It felt a little bit good that I was able to let him know how hurt I was. Even if he was trying to BS me, I mean. I, well, the but, only reason I'm hurt is that my parents gave me unreal expectations of the world, and then and then didn't support me with the fucking unreal expectations. It was like, you're special, you're amazing. Well, you know what? No, I wasn't. I was mediocre, pretty much. Like. You, it was your parents were just trying to love you in the, some weird crazy Christian way I guess so yeah well 
fuck Jesus. Yeah. It's just so funny because I've said fuck Jesus so many times on my Facebook that it gives me algorithms for uh, Christian mingle. Which is funny because Yikes. it's like I don't want to fuck Jesus. I'm like, fuck yeah. Jesus. Oh, Jesus is here behind us today, too. There he is. Uh, but no, I mean, but fuck all weird religion stuff. I'm super down with all the Satan stuff that exists in the, in the station right now. I'm like, I don't know. It's like whatever, whatever people want to believe in. I don't understand why we're like, Satan's bad. Well, Jesus doesn't exist. So what, I mean, really? He has risen. It's like all of the crazy wars that have been waged over from, from Islam, Judaism, and Christianity. It's from the same fucking religion. You're all Abrahamic monotheistic religions. What the fuck? They're so close. And you can't, you come from the same, and you can't? Really? Like, right? It's just, it's crazy to me that we're, that we've, are so up in arms about religion and even what's happening right now with the abortion debate is we're like they're like you heathens you disgusting baby killers murderers of babies and the Christian, it's like and those Jesus are the same Christ. and those are the same people that are for the death penalty right i i Does just it make sense to it doesn't me doesn't make sense also if you're not prepared like if you're going to be the best parent you can be great but if you don't have the patterns. You don't know how to do that. You come from alcoholism and and being like, I'm telling you, there's this really great new documentary on HBO because we got it for Game of Thrones. Thank you. Um, and it's it's these guys in jail that make their own documentary, and it is moving. It is amazing. They make their own fucking documentary, and I just drove home. These are people. We don't know that. that. That they, we are all, it's just like, and it's not that you want to, she blame the parents because they decided to do the crimes that got them in there and they were all murderers and they chose to kill a person. And they say that even too. They're like, I, you know, I don't want to blame my parent, but they're like, we never had a chance. And that's, that's when the click went in my mind back to Marxism that if, if we don't educate and we don't give people opportunity, then they're not going to become good healthy safe wonderful members of society but but that's the I thing blame is the if, parents but then if we could pay moms then they would be better parents not everyone should be a parent and not everybody should be a parent exactly that's the thing but if we made being a parent a viable option of a thing to do because it really is a full-time job because you know what people parents you're lazy sending your kid to school for i used to be a teacher and we had those kids six seven hours a day and they would be and i work with emotionally disturbed kids and a lot of them were fucked up <laughs> students with emotional disturbance they were fucked up because of you parents and the parents would be like why aren't you doing this at school it's like you have them i only have them for six hours a day you have them the other hours don't and and now all the parents they're so lazy they're babysitting their children with the tv and with the phones and with the fucking pads you lazy fucks and then with your nanny how much time do you actually spend with your kid when you're at work you leave him at school why do you have kids if you were a mom if we were paid to be mothers if we were paid to be fathers if we were paid to parent and educate our children wow wowie zowie like organized education is lazy because you parents aren't fucking parenting and then you blame the teachers i was there i was there when you parents blamed me and i telling you only have them for six hours a day and i was doing my best speaking of parents so this story came out uh last week i believe houston Um, principal's dress code for parents ignites culture war oh my god dress code for parents 
Oh, yeah. You're talking about the parents right now. So, um, this principal and uh, God damn it. Yeah, sometimes. they want, they, it's the same thing with the Washington Post. They want us to pay. So, I'm like, I ain't paying. So, this principal, her uh, principal Brown, she just started um, at this high school in uh, Texas and she's uh, a renowned principal for, she's good about turning schools around and what have you because the school was in trouble. Um, so, get that bat out. Remember that, remember that movie with the that's, bat? I'm talking Joe Clark. Yeah. Yeah, lean on me. So, she's like the female version of Joe Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, so, basically um, so she there's a dress code for the students but she needs to make one for the parents because you know why you got these parents coming in with bonnets in their head um dropping their kids off or bonnets? going to bon- yeah bonnets like but, you know like and, old and shower timey. caps oh shower yeah, caps sure because okay. we in some of the black community wear that um when we go to bed, um, oh, okay. but you have people rolling, you know, t- fathers coming in with saggy pants and wife beaters. When you are at your child's school, look presentable. Okay. Now this school, it was, uh, I Nobody believe it's, cares I, anymore. Think, I think really it's funny. predominantly, uh, uh, uh filled with vodka. You dumb bitch. I didn't want a kid. I didn't want a kid. The, the, uh, um, the, the school is, <laughs> the school I believe is predominantly black and Latino. Um, and so basically, uh, some of the mothers are pissed off because they, they feel like, you know, well, this is offense to our culture. Wearing a bonnet and rolling out of bed in your PJs is not culture. That's just lazy. Well, so the nope, 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 not going to do it. That's not that is not showing your t- your child how oh, to how prepare to respect school, and, and school, yeah. and sure. prepare sure. for the Fair real enough. world. Fair you enough. do not go and, P- and parent uh, PTA. You don't go to parent teacher conferences with rollers in your hair. Who the fuck? What? I wish. God damn it! It ended. Live video ended. Oh, we had five viewers. That's exciting. <laughs> But I mean, no, it's tacky. I don't know. I it's, mean, sure. I just I'm more like. Yeah, if I had a kid, I'd want to. It's disrespectful. It's super disrespectful. And no one says. I'm not saying you go to school looking like a glamour queen or all that. Yeah. yeah. So basically, the story is talking about. Uh, let's see. Let's start at the top. Uh, Carlotta Outley Brown, the principal of James Madison. Uh, high school in Houston has started a culture war appalled by the attire being worn by parents coming to the school Brown enacted a dress code that bans do-rags, fuck yeah pajama bad bottoms wow. what? as well as saggy pants ripped up jeans that show more than more skin than they cover she even, the principal even talked about um, one of the um, the uh, mothers coming in where you could see her titties and her nipples <gasps> No. Yeah. So Brown, an acclaimed educator, is defending herself against the outrage of the parents as well as the Houston teachers. Uh, the president of the Houston Federation of Teachers called the ban as it uh, relates to headscarves, classless and belittling. Uh-uh. Fuck that. No. You don't wear your headscarf that you went to bed in to school to drop off your child. Do you go to a job interview like that? Huh? Do you go to church with a headscarf on? Fuck no. Mm. There's a satin um, uh, there's a satin clap cap you sleep in. There's a head rag that your mother used when she was dealing to clean the house. There are carefully gathered and knotted blah 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 head wraps. We get that. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay. So uh, 
yeah oh and then so this no, talks about oh there's this, the pants the men yeah men so this pants i said head hair rollers building. jeans torn from your buttocks all the way down Oof. leggings that show your ass very low club tops revealing tops that you can see your breast and short shorts who wears this to a high school that's fair yeah well and especially if it's a high school it is a high school and, a, and a, you're a mom wearing super short shorts there's high school boys around. Stop doing that. You know better. You know better. That's fair. That's that's just, come on. It's kind of common sense. That is common sense. And then I'm just but mad. But it just proves how dumb and stupid we are as a people. I'm just mad at my own people doing this stupid, sloppy shit. When did we get this messy, huh? When did we start going to school? I, I mean, I defend this the slop. I'm definitely kind of a sloppy person. But no. I mean, I'm not. I, I haven't showered in a while, but I like to pretend that I, that's because I... Do, do I you, smell? Do you wear... No. Okay, do you good. wear regular... You're wearing your street clothes, right? You're not wearing the clothes that you went to bed in. Oh, no. I Sometimes I am in the church of drunken hobosity where I will fall asleep on my sofa in my outfit and I'll just wake up the next day, brush my teeth. Don't and tell nobody else that. I, call, <laughs> I, it, I call it the church of trunk, drunken hobosity. It's when you wear the same clothes two days in a row. But for me... But that's dif- that's different. Ah, it's just, that's, that's an alcohol problem, not necessarily a lazy problem. But I'm, today I'm just wearing my... This is a work outfit. Right. So. But, I, but Okay, so you were just talking about the, the parents that you dealt with. Oh, God. So yeah. I'm, I'm sure some of those parents that you dealt with probably did the same shit. We had, like, I was one parent. It was so crazy. She, they had a llama and they had all these cats and the biggest <laughs> fight, bless you, you. It was this, I, I just couldn't believe it. It was this kid. He decided to, this was the mountain he was going to die on. He was 14 and his mom would do his laundry, but she refused to put it away. So she would leave it in a basket and it was his job to put it away. And it was a big fight with them. And so one of the 12 cats or whatever would pee on his laundry. No. That was clean. So he constantly smelled so like, like cat piss. piss. Oh, and that's he was like, well, I'm not ever going to put the clothes away. And his mom was like, well, I'm not going to rewash them because, and so That's he was, so he, would, so he would come to school and everyone would make fun of him because he smelled like cat pee. And I was like, this is such a solvable problem. But what it really, really was, was the relationship between him and his mom. And he had so little power in the family dynamic. And he was so not listened to and just that he this was the hill he was gonna die on he was like I will not put my clothes away that is you like but that was the thing is he was being a bitchy little 14 year old cunt right like his mom doing like his, his but his it, that was the thing is he just wasn't willing to put it away because it was the one hill it was like just put your clothes if you put your clothes in the dresser then the cats won't pee on them and, and so his mom kept yelling up. right so his mom kept selling him that but he, she was yelling and he wasn't listening and she was like fuck it and so they'd have these big huge fights and the easiest thing was acquiesce and fucking put away the clothes but you know one of his things was he had oppositional defiance disorder and so he was like if if so then it became like trying to teach the parent other ways to communicate with her child because he wasn't accepting the communication that she was giving but when with some of those kids who have emotional disturbance you really just want to shake them and be like fucking stop it but the thing is because they've got a psychological disorder and they don't have the tools to deal with it. So you have to have compassion with them. But I understand. If I was a parent, I would want to shake that little bitch and be like, fucking put your clothes away. So that was always their fight. So it's start there. <coughs> Sorry, I'm still... I've been sick since the 9th of April. I've been sick for almost the whole month. I still Jesus. have no sense of taste or smell. 
I've been on my period for two weeks. That's oh my god! Weird. And I just have so much. It's just. Hey, anyway, sorry about the mucus and the yeah. fun guys. You're listening to the AltaCast. Blood and mucus. Hey, you right? listen to Blood and Mucus well, here I, at Mutiny Dolphin. I'm actually excited. I just got my period because that means I'm not going to have it next week when I'm in Portland and Seattle Good for, you. for my comedy tour. Very, very excited about all those shows that I'm going to be doing. And super stoked to be able to... I think that my new feminist material... It's not new. Some of it's new. Some of it's old. <laughs> but I think it's really got legs. I really like it. And and I, I'm, I'm sort of finally feeling like and I hope this happens when I'm on my tour that I want to be Bill Hicksian I want to be George Carlin-esque I want to be political I want to rail against the machine I want to be a poet that's funny you know I, I want people to be enlightened and to think new thoughts because of my comedy I don't just want to tell dick and fart jokes I'm trying I'm literally trying to open people's eyes to new ideas through my comedy and people lately have been giving me a lot of credit for my menstruation joke I've got it's I don't know what to call myself you know I'm a woman I'm a female I'm a person I'm we're all people I know it doesn't spell like that but boys have a people and girls have a vagina but I'm a feminist because it, it's the only word without the word men in it it's literally spelled with an I it's a difficult joke because it's a spelling joke and no one knows how to spell it's like T9 spell. it you'll be fine but the other word it just we are so language is so political and we as women have been under the yoke of misogyny forever it's called menstruation it's literally the one thing they can never ever do and it's got their Men. name all over it menstruation menopause fuck you guys well that's the other half of the joke menopause now that one I get because when I'm 55 men are gonna pause on me they're gonna be like uh uh-uh, uh no dusty vagina thank you <laughs> but the whole thing is like men menstruation fuck Fuck, it's in our language. Female, Period. her son, everything. We're we're subjugated by the prefects. I mean, seriously, this is... How have we been so blind for so long to just live under this? I just... It, I, I blame I blame the pissy cat student that you... <laughs> well, that's the other thing, is that when men don't have good relationships with their mothers, they take it out on women forever, right? Do they? I don't know. Yeah, Maybe pro- that's why I, don't I wonder get along how with the, I wonder well. how this kid and his mother's relationship is now. I bet you his house is probably nasty. Oh, I have. I'm, I had to get. I mean, I had to go pick him up sometimes because he wouldn't. He wasn't making it to school because that was the other fight they started having is that he wouldn't. The bus picked up on this corner, but he wanted it to pick him up in front of his house, and he never uh, left the house on time, and it became this huge fight. And I was like, well, that's just avoiding school. Yeah. Now he'd just be a little asshole. He was kind of an asshole. But I don't want to say that about my students. I, was like, I mean, it was just... Kids are assholes. He, be, he started, he actually started um, putting his clothes away, which was amazing. He didn't smell like cat piss. And it took the whole group to be like, we can't handle it anymore. Yeah, like, because... You, you can't smell like cat piss all day. Yeah, because it affects the students' learning. It affected everyone. And, and you, you're, you... I'm sorry, He's, cat piss is really... It was so really, ripe. It's very strong in ammonia, like, like it won't go away. And then, yeah, students will make fun of him, but then it starts to affect their learning. And it's just like, well, I can't focus cause because homeboy the right here homeboy smells, smells like, like campus. And that's what we ended up doing is we had a little group intervention oh. and everybody said caring. You know, we'd been in the same room together for almost a year. And, and it was basically like a little intervention. It was a little cat piss intervention. 
Oh, so and we see took at him least a, that's we, the adult as, part, a, like, as a group. Yeah, we talked about it, we discussed it, and then he started dealing with it. But the other way they were the, the way kids are going to deal with it is they're going to make, make fun, fun of people. Yeah, because I would do the same shit too. Yeah, I make fun like wash your ass. Yeah, right. You know, you're getting, you're getting ripe. I mean, the thing is, like we're we're all we're all supposed to get made fun of, but the fact that matters, like if this is something that you could avoid, you know. By not smelling like piss because you're so selfish that you won't put your clothes away because you're so yeah. that, that defiant. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Oppositional defiance disorder is a really, really interesting thing. I have never heard of that disorder. Yeah, o- yeah it's um, ODD. <laughs> Oppositional ODB? Defi- o- ODD. O- o- Oppositional defiance disorder. And it's usually coupled with ADHD. So, Do you think our president has that? No, no, I don't think so. It, maybe, maybe he has some oppositional defiance disorder, and that he won't. That because if you tell him to do one thing, he, he won't, won't do, do it. it. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the way it works. It's it's actually quite interesting. Um, I've looked up that thing about lying, but maybe we're past that. Oh, what is it? Oh, just it's the scientific reasons for why people lie. I don't know. We don't have to get into it. I'm just we're, confused. That this is. I just thought it was really interesting earlier that like victims lie. Oh, that just puts such a hole well, in my they said, everything. Uh, the president has done t- so far 10,000 lies. 10,000 lies? <laughs> well, he yeah, he lies about... The thing is, he doesn't know what he's talking about, and so he just says things. Yeah, but so, he lies all the time. Like, he says, I'm the best. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm the best at technology. You know, China is the cause of climate change. Well, there is a lot going on because we haven't, and but we moved all of our industry over there, and so they, because their laws, it's not as expensive. It's not as expensive for the labor. Their their laws on dumping things and take like, you know, in America we've got like you know laws and standards and OSHA shit, and you know they can dump whatever they want to the motherfucking river. So well, that's that helps I, us save money, which is capitalism. This goes this goes on to like what you were ooh yeah mile too close um this goes on to what you were talking about earlier about how oh my god i just lost my train of thought mm. shit oh uh with the cheap labor yeah you know, places going over to you know instead of jobs staying here they're going to places like china or what have yeah. you because yeah. it's cheaper labor and they don't have to deal Bangladeshi with kids have tiny little fingers yeah. and they can make all of our they don't have to deal with osha all of our and old all Navy. that stuff yeah. yeah i mean didn't just a couple years Working ago hours. we had that thing that happened in bangladesh mm-hmm. with the factory the factory the seven-story factory yeah, that hundreds killed of workers dead, dead. yeah and it's because it's they, they should have checked the building. They heard the creaks. They said, get back to work. They basically forced them back into the building. And then the building collapsed, and then they all died. And most of them were women. Women's, I mean, and here's the other thing. Mamas. Sewing is motherfucking skilled fucking labor. Yeah, I get it. If they did it in the United States, they'd have to get paid a lot more because it's skilled labor. Tailors, I mean, making anything, clothes. Sewing is a real... It's a real skilled labor. It's a real job. It's like, I don't know, making clocks or fucking being a chef. You, you can't just know how to do it. And they know what they're doing. And yet we say, eh, you know, <laughs> 10 cents, 10 cents an hour. Because we want, because we want our cheap clothes. Why not? 
We want, oh, we want our Kathy Lee Griffin outfits. everything to be Marxist. Speaking of, I want to value people. You want to get into some politics? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Attorney General William Barr, huh? Yeah, so uh, William Barr, fuckface, who is the re- Attorney General that replaced um, that um, replaced uh, Keebler Elf. Scott Sessions? No, Scott. Jeff. Jeff Sessions. Close. Um, so basically, uh, William Barr is facing calls to resign from Democratic lawmakers who take issue with the way he. Uh, pu- uh, publicly presented the findings of the special counsel of oh, Robert Mueller's. Yeah, because nothing happened. Yeah. And so and we still don't know what's happening with. Yeah. I still don't understand what happened with the Mueller report. Well, basically, basically, he said no collusion, game over. He said the they, most dramatic they, call came Wednesday during Barr's Senate Judiciary Committee hearing. Senator Mazi Huranu of Hawaii you, characterized the Attorney General as a liar who served to protect President Donald Trump rather than analyze the Mueller report. Wow. Because yeah. he's a, because he's a stool pigeon, because he's a stoolie. Yeah. Now, mind you, uh, William Barr has been retired. I believe he was part of the uh, George H. Bush administration mm. or what have you. And I think he also was part of his son's but he had been in politics for a while, but he had been retired for like over 10 years. Uh, and then all of a sudden... All of a sudden he comes back. He comes back and wants to be attorney general for this fuckface. So That's bas- a pretty big, important job. Yeah. So, you know, basically he's just being the attorney for Trump mm-hmm. rather than for the American people. At times, Barr has seemed more like Trump's personal lawyer than attorney general. Oh. Before he turned over the Mueller report to Congress or the public, Barr was spinning its contents as favorably to Trump as possible, including in ways that were misleading and or inaccurate. Oh. He cleared Trump of obstu- obstruction of justice in the special counsel investigation into foreign interference of the 2016 election even though Mueller said he couldn't reach that conclusion to uh, Washington report uh, Washington Post reported Tuesday that Mueller sent a letter to Barr on the 27th of March taking issue with the way he was characterizing his findings Barr is supposed is supposed to testify before the House Judiciary Committee on Thursday although he has object to the format and structure uh, of course, he's gonna be like, nah, I object. I'm not gonna do this, this or that. So I'm not talking this, about this dude is taking his privilege. He's like, I'm just not gonna go. <sighs> Ain't that about a bitch? It's just this. He is. This fool is taking his privilege. We really. I just. <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to talk to Congress. I can't believe that we haven't impeached. We know he's a liar. We we know our president is the worst president he's been the immigration laws the things that he's changing are so fundamentally against the hate crimes what the united been, uh, states stands for we're really getting back to we're really getting back to slave, slavery in a big way now this is i'm trying to write a new joke about it especially uh, coming from uh, let me be a white woman and talk about slavery you know what i'm saying um i say that we're getting we're getting back to our american roots because we've always been really good at slavery i'm gonna say we were the we were the best at slavery because in the caribbean there was a lot of slavery and we went through it but they weren't good at slavery because they just didn't value them at all as products and they're bad capitalists and they just let them die and they were like oh we're not gonna take care of our slaves we just sort of like starve them and beat them and let them die we'll fuck them but then we don't but that's the thing about the united states we're so good at slavery we're the 
best at slavery because we valued the product. So we got fewer slaves, but we kept them alive longer. And then we kept their babies because we realized that their babies were commodities. And so we took the babies and we, we said, ah, so we were good at slavery because we took care of them instead of letting them die from not having food. It's like, well, I fed my slaves because I'm a good slave owner. Actually, they would let them die. That happened too. They would let them die. They but were by and large, not as many as in the Caribbean. They they took four times the that slaves that we did. That was because of famine. Well, it was yeah. also because they starved them that's and forced saying, them famine. into labor camps. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, but this the American the American version instead of the Caribbean. They they just let them hang out to drive mostly, and plus food was a little bit more scarce so they died of famine if they had bigger land like we did here especially in the american south i think it would probably be in a different story like for example brazil they didn't end slavery until 1886 yeah that is so crazy 23 years after color people because they have so many different colors of people in brazil well, mind you, Brazil. You've got the Portuguese, so you've got sort of like a kind of like a. Well, it's, a, it's white indigenous thing. originally, and then oh, yeah. you know, and then you know the whole anti-slave trade and the, the whole mixing and what have you. Oh, I had to uh, ask you this question too. It, it's it's the question is, am I racist? I just realized I don't have any like Indian friends, like friends from India, not Native American, because you're part Native American. I have a couple Native American friends, but I have no Indian friends. And then I thought, every why? other white person here does, so you're not. But, that's but I okay. thought, why? Why do I not have any Indian friends? And I realized it's because I think they're all pretentious. I, I every think, is that racist of me to say? Every Indian guy I've met, every Indian comic I know, thinks they're better than me. Okay, and so that's why I don't like them. I'm not trying to be racist. I just, I just sort of like think that. Indians are pretentious. Like every, I even know some female people who are of, of I'm Indian about to go descent. In. Well, so that's the thing. Is that by being racist? No, I don't know. I I'm, just I'm think about they're to pretentious. Yeah. What do you okay, think? Okay, I I know what this is because as a person of color and they're a person of color, the uh, American Indian dot not feather, um, they come from a different social economic class, hmm. and the ones that come over here have money. Or come from money, not all, but some, um, and then or they have special the, education. Yeah, um, not, not ones, like special, but like they have they the, have unique education that makes them have certain jobs here in San Francisco. To me, this is my opinion. This is going to sound prejudiced because I'm I, black. I, mean, I can't I can't be racist. <laughs> I can only be prejudiced. But here's what I'm going to say: a lot of those uh, Indians here feel like that they are white that they identify because they do come from the same socioeconomic class that you know a lot of the especially if they were born here a lot of them do come from the suburbs and upper middle class families along with you know their white counterparts um not all but some i'm just actually mostly talking about the ones that live here and that work in the tech industry Mm -hmm. because i notice they treat other people, brown people, like shit. And I'm like, Negro, you are darker than me. You can pass. Like, for real. Like, why are you treating me like this? Like, I'm some kind of subject. When I went to the Middle East, I got another rude awakening. How they treated Indians and Pakistani people in the oh. Middle East. They treated them like garbage. Wow. Because, again, there's a socioeconomic class of, like, with the Saudis are the top 
dogs and then the Emiratis are there and then next are Iranians and so on the and class. so on. Yeah. Well, I guess and that also makes sense for Indians from India because they had a caste system for so long where there are certain they're all Indians except some of them are untouchables and can only do the jobs of like prostitution and cleaning up poop and then some are in the Brahmin caste or whatever like yeah. the high the educated and this and it's like wow they're not even capitalists and yeah. they still have a, um, a stratified class structure in a way oh, to yeah. subjugate people and the thing is ah! in India too like I think sometimes the American Indian or the Indian American get forgets about forget who they are and where they come from their motherland would be india there's a caste system there and there's also oh, and the british came in and the, yeah Fucked the british up. came in the colonialization, colonialization something that uh, black people are and latino people brown people are familiar with mm. i sometimes feel indian americans don't know a lot about their history they know about their tradition and their culture but a lot of them are in denial about their colorism that they oh. have there the sure the colorism of what you know you again the caste it, system yeah the, yeah exactly yeah. you know the darker you are the poorer that you are you work in the rural area in the farm and the lighter you are you have a little bit you know that same caste system I feel that sometimes uh, uh, Indian Americans feel that they they just basically we're we're American we don't have to worry about that we're you know we grew up in the same suburbs as Chad and Susie and all uh-huh. them so we're okay but the, but you're not okay that's the thing I think a, a lot of people especially people of color need a fucking wake-up call and especially indian americans because y'all y'all coon y'all coon out way too much for for chad and them well and that's the thing i guess they've just learned the misogyny or maybe it's not even i don't know it's just that i realize this is just my observation so this is also my observation is that i feel like all the indian dudes i know in san francisco are really pretentious Sorry. I can see that. They just happen to be Indian. I mean, I'm the accidental racist all the time. But I can, gonna, I can, I'm going to make I, a I t-shirt. I'm the accidental racist. But at least, like, I'm trying to learn about our past. And ta- we, I really believe that reparations are in order. We forced, we forced the immigration of a whole people. They were not coming here of their own volition. Wait, that's not immigration. That's kidnapping. It's kidnapping. There's no black people did not unless you are a black that came from like Haiti or Africa, like after. Sure. You know, you are you are not an immigrant. You are kidnapped. You are kidnapped. You, I don't like to say victim, but we well, a victim were, of capitalism. I mean, it's it really comes down to that. People needed cheap labor. It, it all comes down to labor. It really, really does. That's how planta- plantations suck. Cot- farming cotton sucked because they didn't have a cotton gin. So all those little tiny seeds had to be picked out by hand. And the cotton had to be picked by hand. So what, if you have slaves, it's, it's really labor intensive and you don't have to pay them. Wow, that's how capitalism works, everybody. If somebody doesn't get paid a dollar for their work, then somebody got a dollar they didn't work for. That's what Bill on Labor and Love says. Every Saturday, 10 a.m. to noon, it's great. It's about labor and um, the work workers and, uh, and um, what are they called? La- labor unions. I love unions. Man, I think that... Oh, that's so funny. Oh, 
you're talking about unions. I love look what, unions. Look what just popped Joe up. Joe Biden may be a union man, but the labor movement isn't sold yet. I am. Hey, man, I am so down with unions. I think that unions help people it help the large scale production understand the value of labor, the worth of their labor, of their specified labor. I have a buddy who's in local six. God bless the electricians. Love them. They have specialized. Ditto. They have specialized knowledge. I am not an electrician. Look around this place. It could blow up at any moment. First of all, if there wasn't like unions, especially teachers unions. Oh my I mean, God. That's, that's why you have charter schools because yeah. they're trying to avoid teachers unions. You know, I mean, it's all a Because we don't want to pay. They don't want to pay. They don't want to pay for the specialized labor. That's the thing. Working with a group of children is difficult. It can be incredibly rewarding and very, very fun, but it's also difficult and people should be, their labor should be valued. Everyone's labor has value, as long as you're laboring at something. And why do we create this classist system where some deserve more and some have? It's like, that's because of capitalism, because we're greedy. Panhandling is not labor. You sitting on the ground, putting your, that is not labor. But, you're, no. but the thing is, what would be great is if we had a place like, it, like in San Francisco, that was a farm. And if someone didn't have a job that day or they, they could work on the farm, wouldn't that be a neat thing? Like if you, instead of having panhandlers, we should take, we should say, hey, here's an entire force of labor and we could pay them and we could have wonderful vegetables or we could have them pick for, there's all kinds of but things that people can do though. They should tap dance. Well, yeah, <laughs> that could work too. But what if we, what if we employed people with like, give them a bag and have them pick up garbage I see people throw fucking trash out the goddamn bus window that makes and me I, mad well, I am so mad I'm like you think someone's just gonna pick that up for you come on at least it's just so rude it's just so it's just another entitled thing oh someone else will pick up someone else's job anyway so what is this about okay. Biden so uh, we all know that Joe Biden he is, is running, running for president I'm not a fan. All right, so we'll start here. You're not a fan. No. He signed, he's the architecture of the 1994 crime bill. Did you know that he was homies with Strom Thurmond? No. And he went to his funeral. Oh, yeah. You know who Strom Thurmond is. I remember him. From he's not a good guy. Oh, and then I found out that he was, um, back in the 1970s, he was uh, one of the liberals that was not for integrating schools. What? In the busing. What? In the 19th, yeah. This is all, wow. yeah. This is all coming up. Oh, and then let's is not forget. everybody let's, racist? Let's America's a little bit let's racist. Let's not forget about uh, Anita Hill. Racist. He didn't apologize yes, to true. Anita Hill the way he treated her at those congressional hearings in 1991. Mm. But that's neither here or there. But let's go to Biden. Oh, yeah, that's the other unionization thing that's trying to happen right now in San Francisco is uh, uh, Anchor Steam Brewing, which has been in San Francisco since 1896. They don't have a union? They, they're trying to have a union. They're trying to unionize. So. They don't know. right now. Yeah. Oh so they're, they're, I've been seeing signs all over town about backing the union. Fuck yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Biden's opening speech for his 2020 bid came at a Tim Teamsters union, uh, union Hall in Pittsburgh on Monday after introductions from the head of the International Association of the Firefighters and a member of the Pittsburgh Federation of Teachers. At the start of the speech, he rattled off names of the unions who had been members in his attendance. 
but do not expect a full-on bear hug between Biden and labor movement as a whole. While the IFF high-profile endorsement that same day was a uh-oh, a boon a boon for the front-running Democratic candidate, most of the nation's labor unions who are feeling re-empowered within the Democratic Party may bide their tides before picking a candidate from among those. 20, 20 there yeah, are we have 20, 20 people. people that want to be the president oh my god who are challenging and they're just like well i've got against donald trump i mean it's almost like it's almost like this is a play and they're trying to divide us 20 20 and not all those motherfuckers are soft i mean i i like elizabeth warren but realistically she's not she's not going to make it I would like for her to be vice president of somebody, but there, none of these candidates are strong enough. Fucking Joe Biden, really? Really? This is his fourth time fucking running. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. He ran first time, I think he ran like in 1988. I um, don't remember any of that. Yeah, and then he ran like in 08, and I think he ran again in the 90s. No, but he got remember. picked as a vice president. Huh? He wasn't he Obama's vice president? Yeah, but he yeah. was running up against him and Hillary. Oh, yeah. and then he yeah. said, "I'll be your vice president." Exactly. Um, this is as close to the president. And then you have Kamala Harris. Nope, not good. I don't like her. Bernie Sanders. I'm I love you, Bernie. I'm giving you the side eye. Really? You know why I'm giving you? Th- Bernie. He's not for reparations. Oh. I. He's not, not for reparations. No. Why? That's that's what you know. What I don't know. He, I guess he thinks the fact of like you know his war on classism will help bring every everyone to an equal playing but field. Here's but here's the not, thing that's crazy: is that we already gave reparations to the Japanese. I know. And that was not that long ago. No. And it was only ten thousand dollars, which is totally not enough. Totally not enough. That I mean, they we, gave some to the uh, Jews as well oh i didn't know about that yeah i didn't know about that but i only knew about the reparations to uh, japanese americans who were interned during world war ii for four years and then there were like 12 camps that were created and they and they were in cold places and they stuck them in these little tiny cold places and it was just so uncool and they took everything from them they had built like businesses and they had to sell things for pennies on the dollar before they were taken away into a government camp it sounds awful but it sounds very similar to what african-american people or African people, what happened to them? They were stolen from their homes. Everything they knew was taken away with them, taken away from them. They were put in dangerous situations, and, and then, then they were enslaved. And then that doesn't they stop put- there. The, it goes to Jim Crow, right? And then it goes to like the burning of our towns, like we, right. we learned about last like, week in the uh, Oklahoma in you, the black the Black Wall Street. Wall Street. Yeah, I mean, so reparations just is not just about getting money from being chattel. It goes beyond that. This is centuries of enslavement and Jim Crow. And we further enslave African-American people by incarcerating them and making jobs for other people. So we're still doing it. And it all goes back to abortion. If you have have undereducated people who get pregnant and don't have options and don't know what their options are and aren't taught what their options are. They're going to make a baby and then they have to raise that baby. And if they don't have the skills to deal with themselves, how are they going to have the skills to raise a baby? So then what we make, then we have people that are addicted to drugs. Well, hey, being a drug addict, if you're on those pills, that's great because it gives money to the pharmaceutical corporation. If you're a drug addict now, you're just a pawn, you're a slave in the corporate machine, in the 
capitalist machine of drugs. We have... It's, I just, it's, it's so clear to me. I'm like, why are we letting this happen? Maybe we should join the union. Yeah, right. I don't even, I, I think that what we're, we're trying to bring free speech about and, and, and discuss these issues where we have lying liars all around us. When, when they tell us to lie, it is a whole thing they call fake it till you make it. Oh, instead of actually being dedicated and smart and diligent and doing your work, instead of actually trying to learn and read and understand things before you actually do something like like our president, Barack Obama, who studied constitutional law and was ready to do it. But no, we have fake it till you make it Trump, who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing about politics. He's never studied a goddamn thing. Ask him the three words of the Constitution. Will he say we the people? No, he will say no. I the person. I the person, Donald Trump. Trump do everything and I'm the best and I have the education of a third grader look at his I mean his vocabulary his his et, 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 etymological I mean I prayed ah what's the word for it I'm looking at his lexicon is limited to that of a third grader and is that why everybody likes him because they're like I understand this guy he speaks my language and why did I do that with an accent that's me being racist against white people God, I'm a jerk. It's not me being racist against white people. It's me being racist against uneducated people or thinking that people in the South are uneducated. Well, you know why I think they're uneducated? Because their their, uh, minimum wage is so low. And I keep hearing about all these people on drugs and and all the oxycontin i've been watching all these things the opioids and they're all white people oh god it was so good i watched it also on hbo i think it was but it was about uh cape cod is now like this crazy heroin place because they've got nothing to do in the off season and they're all white people it's massachusetts it's connecticut is really like and it's Everyone was white and they were explaining they were like how did they get hooked on these drugs well that's the thing White people hooked on drugs, they love it. Pharmaceutical companies are making money off of Oxycontin. You push the drugs that people White need the people drugs, they buy the drugs. Been on drugs. You, they just they just use black people as the poster child for the crack epidemic to disregard that. And what did we do with white women in the 70s? And, and get them on Valium, keep them medicated, put them on birth control. So that's that's pharmaceutical industry as well. Why don't we like of course they don't want men to get vasectomies because it's a one and done, because they want us to buy their drugs every fucking month. Jesus Christ, are we all this blind? Blind that we I'm on uh, birth control. I know. And why why not have more options for like once you put the IUD in, it's in. There it is. Instead of daily medication, daily little pills, it's just very I'm I feel very angry. And I don't know how to let it out. You're letting it out right now. (laughs) (laughs) Spiritual psychology on Tuesdays uh, at 10 o'clock. She keeps, I said that I needed some therapy and she keeps saying, are you going to come by? Are you going to come by? And I'm like, and I do, I need some fucking therapy, but I just, I've been avoiding it. I've been avoiding it. And I know I'm like, oh, I need to go so much. We all need therapy. I mean, I think I, I have so many, I feel like I have so many issues to work through, but then I also feel like, ugh, I'm such a whiny little bitch. Like I really don't have that many issues to work through. If I could just sort of own my decisions and be happy with them, then I wouldn't be so like, I don't know. Well, I mean, the thing is just like, you know, we, we get conflicted with our first world problems. Yes, exactly. You know. Right. I need to remember that shit that yeah. I'm not sewing in Bangladesh and my little fingers aren't <laughs> bleeding and I'm not getting 10 cents an hour. 
<laughs> Even when I bitch, I only get three dollars and eleven cents an hour. Or for you're not here. like in a trailer park working for like five twenty-five an hour yep. at a fast food or a Dollar General. Mm. There was a one of the candidates was I was looking at something and I don't remember which one, but he was saying $15 an hour, raising the minimum wage federally to $15 an hour. And I 100% agree with that. Oh, that was I 100% about, agree with that. Um, I think that was talking about with the article. Oh, the article that we were reading. Um, sorry, we went off a tangent right there. Yeah. Um, about Joe Biden and the unions. Um, let's see, where is that? Where's that story at again? I, I just, I don't know who to support in this. A caution against a too soon impeachment. Go there. Okay. What the fuck? Why are we, we are saying? We are on Huffington Post right now. A caution against, to, Trump should be, could be impeached, but experts argue Congress shouldn't rush it. What, so we can just keep the huge problems that we have continuing? Get rid of this motherfucker. President this Trump racist. Probably committed impeachable acts by obstructing or attempting to obstruct the investigation into his 2016 campaign according to impeachment experts congressional democrats have been debating on what to do about either since the release of the special counsel in robert Mueller's report yeah. one block of democrats think congress can't ignore the president's actions and must be impeached him now yeah uh-huh. party leadership initially said that the impeachment is off the table but is now advocating a more cautious approach for working with facts out in open hearings that's not gonna work facts though here are the facts the guy lies he has no idea how to be political he's he's changing immigration laws he's being racist i mean i saw again the whole the whole charlottesville thing after that his response about there's good people on both sides fuck you oh you saw him the double Klu- down on that Klux, recently the Ku Klux Klan still exists there are st- it is it is violence perpetrated for no re- the, do are there people that honestly believe that white people are better than black people there are yeah and what the fuck people but Those that's the thing supporters. is well then how, <laughs> i know and it's crazy the racism but we also think that we're better than the mexicans or we're better than anyone else and the thing is that how dare we it's that fake it till you make it thing look in the mirror you're not good I'm enough better. we're an addicted fat nation of fucking losers Sheep. look in the goddamn Sheep. mirror and be realistic we fucked up everyone a third of our people are sick are oh are obese they are they because of our excess we have 22 million hoarders we've made a fucking disease out of having too much stuff fuck us fuck us in the face like really oh obesity is such an epidemic because we have too much because of our excess we are sick fuck us seriously fuck the u.s fuck us I, I, it is unbelievable to me as whiny baby losers with all of the oh I need to go to therapy for my disorders and we're there we've created all of this shit because we have so much extra free time when we used to be farmers and we had to fucking work on a farm and do all this work we didn't have time to be depressed we didn't have time to be like my life isn't fulfilling enough I need to take oxycontin <laughs> fuck us oh I don't all I can do all day is sit on the TV and eat and that's why I'm obese fuck get the fuck up go walk around in the neighborhood go volunteer somewhere do anything fucking do anything you lazy piles of dog shit you 
fat fucking motherfuckers. I'm talking to a third of us. You know what's really sad it's is... It's not my fault. It's the store. I just his, didn't have any healthy his, choices. His cult following would rather, you know, vote for him and not benefit in any way of having a good life meaning they rather vote on their hatred of mm-hmm. others mm-hmm. rather than the safety of their family or their health like they don't care about how he's gunning like the ACA he, he don't care about what he's doing to jobs they I, say they say that they voted for him because of jobs horseshit you voted for this monster because your hatred and you buy into the fact of you think people's take people are taking your jobs when it's these white collar criminals that are taking your jobs well, they start valuing your labor the thing that makes me the craziest is that when he appointed his cabinet there are so many conflicts of interest. The guy who owns the chicken farms, the Purdue said, guy, or, becomes uh, Purdue, the Purdue. Purdue becomes the Secretary of Agriculture. They rolled back all the student lunch changes that Michelle Obama, bless her soul, made. They rolled it all back, having less salt for kids. Well, they just did because they don't like school lunches anymore. Betsy Give DeVos. kids for the Betsy DeVos. Like, I'm just so flabbergasted that we are letting this happen and now we know we know that the guy who put out the Mueller report that the attorney general is actually like a personal attorney for Donald Trump sort of metaphorically and that the Mueller report nothing's going to happen and that the Democrats aren't going to do anything because the capitalist wheels need to continue to churn. Yeah, and the thing is the Democrats are also setting themselves up for if there is another Republican president or if he does get reelected, you're just, damn it, you're giving him an open invitation to keep doing and doing more and doing worse. Right. So whenever you I'm don't so punish anyone, immigration stuff. that that gives them an open opportunity to say, fuck it, I, they're not going to catch me. I mean, he really is going back to our roots, our racist roots of American immigration. The Chinese Exclusion Act, and like I said at the beginning of the show, that if you married an Asian immigrant, you would lose your citizenship. That's crazy. That's, That's, I've never heard that. Yeah, that it's crazy. in my immigration book. It's crazy. We... We are, we are just a big nation of racists right now. Um, all right. Well, we did it again. We did an AltaCast. We figured it all out. I feel like we've, we did it. Thank you guys for, yeah, the allergies. I, I mean, who knows who's a cokehead and what, who's an aller, who's an, who has allergies here in San Francisco. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't uh, be a kid anymore. Hey, come by, come by uh, Mutiny Radio. Check out the new art. It really is cool. Jenner Davis and friends uh, have a big uh, art show up right now and it's all depicting Lucifer, our buddy, the bringer of light, the bringer of knowledge. Um, I read a bunch of the, I read so much something about Satanism because of last week, and the first sin of Satanism is um, to be ignorant. Ignorance is the number one thing that they say, this is a sin, and which is great. It's, it's all about learning and understanding, and, um, and we just, we definitely don't want that. <laughs> we don't want, we don't want critical thinking, everyone. I mean, where's that going to, where's that going to lead us if it's... Don't use your brain. Don't use your brain. Use your iPhone. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you, Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. Yay. Always, have fun always next a pleasure. Week. Yeah. Oh, I'm here next week. It's I oh. leave next Friday. I oh, leave Friday never mind. the 10th. I'm gone Friday the 10th through 
um, the 22nd. And um, disregard. You're welcome to do shows if you want, to bring in guests and do whatever makes you happy. Uh, or we can just not. It's fine. I've asked at people in Mutiny Radio if they want to take over. I know that Some Call Me Tim is going to be taken over by uh, with religious records played by Flat Black Plastics, nice. Scott to Walker. So I'm super excited to have some Flat Black Plastics. It's my favorite show on the station. It's going to be on my show. So I'm excited to like... <laughs> have that uh coming up next at two o'clock is some call me tim i'll be interviewing david solowitz who is um, a practicing member of the occult he's not a satanist that's a misconception uh we'll be right back he just he just came in thank you for joining us on the AltaCast. bye, bye. Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good special happy hour prices all night long with your mutiny radio comedy festival ticket march 1st through 5th check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com come take a seat i had a date there and it did not go well but it wasn't the fault of the place they're very nice asiento For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. 
counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips, don't know anything about it, sorry. <laughs> All so, on my limited view. Yes, every Tuesday from 12 to 2. Uh, oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah, and Google Play. And Stitcher. iTunes, oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh, my God, there's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your review. Yes. Bye. Bye. That, was, that kind of sucked balls. Ugh. 
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Four ninety-nine. 